Hey, Shoujo fans, and welcome to episode 51 of Shoujo Sunday. This week, Chika and I are going to be reviewing episodes 1 through 3 of My Happy Marriage. Let's dig in. Well, here we are with another brand new show and a brand new year. Yes. Hi, everybody. I, well, we know it's been a month. So. It, yes, it's a, it's been a minute, but we're back. Hello. Yeah, we're back for you guys. Although if you were on Patreon, we were kind of here the whole time. But like... <laughs> right, we didn't go anywhere on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're glad to be back and reviewing a brand new show yes one that i never saw before and i made sure i didn't even read a synopsis i just uh, dove right in yeah because we saw you guys we saw y'all talking about it we're just like hmm, we want to join in on this party yes i want to be able to chat about it (laughs) yeah yeah so it's um my happy marriage time and also uh happy love month i guess so yes happy february yes because it is february and um now that we're actually back we can announce that for the month of february we're weekly yes we're going back two weekly just for february yes so um this is just a big reminder to you guys it could be like this if more of you joined our patreon and we've feel like it's been a while since we were weekly. I think the last time we were weekly was during our anniversary month last year. Yeah. And so I f- like we feel like you guys forgot. So we just wanted <laughs> you guys to remember <laughs> what it's like if you had Shoujo Sunday every Sunday. So yeah. Yeah. So if you like the weekly vibes, consider heading over to patreon.com slash Sunday. Check out our tiers. We've got our licorice live action. We've been reviewing Hanayori Dango, Boys Over Flowers, and my God, you don't want to miss out on that. Yes. And for our hot fudge patrons, we also have our Shonen Sunday podcast where we're currently reviewing Hori Mia, and that's a lot of fun. So go on over. Check it out. We yeah. got some goodies over there. You'll definitely enjoy it. And even if you can't be part of our whipped cream tier or our hot fudge tier, being part of the sprinkle tier does help. Yes, very much. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, let us dive into episode one of My Happy Marriage. So, episode one, The Meeting. Here is our soft serve summary brought to us by Wikipedia. With no edits, here's hoping. (laughs) (laughs) Mio Saimori is the eldest daughter of the Saimori family, famed for its spiritual abilities, but she herself lacks it. Following the death of her mother, her father Shinichi marries his lover Kanako and has a second daughter, Kaya. Since her childhood, Mio has been mistreated as a servant. Her only friend is Koji, who is in love with her and hopes to rescue her by marrying her someday. 
Unfortunately, his father, desiring a more prestigious bride for Koji, has him engaged to Kaya so he will one day become head of the Saimoris. To get rid of her in a way that makes her useful, Shinichi arranges for Mio to be engaged with Kyoka Kudo from the Kudo family, a notoriously bad-tempered soldier known to scare away potential wives within three days of meeting. Koji is forced to accept as long as Mio will escape her family. Mio makes her way alone to the remote Kudo estate and meets Kiyoka's servant, Yuri. Introduced to her fiancé, she is amazed at his handsomeness, yet Kudo is irritated by her passiveness, subservient manner, and low self-esteem. And that is our soft serve summary for episode one of My Happy Marriage. Chika, do you have a theme idea for this episode? Yes, I do have a theme. Um, okay. My theme is violence is the answer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. It y'all. really felt like it, honestly, watching this. I was mad. <laughs> no, same. So much so that I couldn't really find a theme in all of the, like, doom and gloom and melancholy of it all. So I, I just wrote that, you know, it's an introductory episode to introduces to the characters, circumstances, the universe, and setting up the plot and all that. But yeah, quite the episode. Do we have any sprinkles on top? Yes. Um, Now it's the start of a new season, so we got the uh, opening and ending songs, guys. So the opening song is called Anata no Soba Ni, which I think translates to I Want to Be By Your Side. And it's by Riria. I think that's how you say her name. Um, But anyway, the song, because I'm sorry, I don't have as much for you guys, um, listeners. But the song is from Mio's perspective, because I looked over the English translation and it's talking about her basically asking herself if she's allowed to be happy and to be in a nice relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's just really cute. So a very cute opening song. The ending song is called Vita Philosophica. By Kashitaro Ito, Ito, probably Ito. And that is from Kudo's perspective. And Kudo's perspective is more so talking about wanting to protect their relationship and being together. At least this is what I'm sort of getting from looking at the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's sweet. I love when they bookend stuff like that, where the opening's from one character's perspective and the ending's from another. I really like that. It's like an extra peek into their minds. Yeah, yeah. And it it just feels, it's nice. And like, I was sort of jamming out to the ending song, like, ooh, dance, dance, dance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also, I liked that there's um, a key change in the opening song. Because I guess if it's a sprinkle on top, it seems that things are about to take a positive turn for Mio. Mm -hmm. And when that key change happens in the song, even the whole vibe of the song becomes a lot brighter. And I think that's almost like signifying that happening for Mio. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just her being able to find happiness and, and stuff. I think that's like probably the overall theme of the show. And this is granted, I haven't watched the show either, y'all. I've just seen certain clips yeah. on TikTok because I can't really avoid it that much. But still, so I think that's the overall theme. So Yeah, no, yeah, like we said, neither of us have seen this at all. Yeah. Last sprinkle on top I have is the cherry blossom tree being on oh. fire. Okay. Because in the beginning of the episode, 
we see baby Mio or young Mio crying up against this cherry blossom tree. And she's doing like she's introducing herself, but saying that the cherry blossom tree like surrounds her broken heart. Mm. And then you see it being set on fire. And then you see Kudo because like he's he's like not fully introduced, but he's shown at the very beginning of the first episode. And that is his like one of his powers. We eventually do find that out that oh, his yeah. power is like fire and, and stuff. And so it's like, OK, so the tree that surrounds her broken heart is being burnt because he's supposed to be coming in. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. I didn't catch that. So are we good to move into Floats Your Boat? Yeah. I will kick off Floats Your Boat. I will admit, guys, because I was mostly angry, I just have three. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I said that Koji giving Mio caramels and complimenting her gardening. Yeah. Yeah, I love that he shared the milk caramels with Mio. And, you know, he just seems to care so much about her. Yeah, and it was just nice to see somebody treating her kindly because the household is a mess. Yes. 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 From like a personality standpoint, it's a mess. So seeing somebody be kind to her was just really nice because it's like, oh, well, this is a really she comes off as a very soft spoken but keeps to herself type of person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I highly agree. My first floats your boat. I have two that can be combined into one. It's just comments on the art. Mm -hmm. So I just really thought that the opening scene with the cherry blossom tree and her describing like her lifelong sadness and like I know that's low-key rocky road, but I just thought it was so beautifully done that I just had to put it in floats your boat. And my other art comment is that I'm just lost in everybody's eyes in this anime. Mm. There's gradients in everybody's eyes and it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's really, really pretty. Mm -hmm. And Koji's freckles are cute. They were a cute addition. Yeah. Oh, he was so cute. I know. <laughs> what a sweet boy. Yeah. The second uh, floats your boat that I have is Koji. I think it was during the same scene as him giving her the caramels that he said he wanted to save her from her family. Yeah, I have that too. It was just nice to see not only was he being kind to her, but we just know off the bat that they have feelings for each other. Oh, it's evident. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of unusual for us, like when we're reviewing things of seeing somebody like right off have romantic feelings for someone else, because we usually get that expository. They don't know each other, but they love each other type of thing. And so kind mm -hmm. of starting off this way, I was just like, oh, this is this is great. And like, I guess it sort of shows that, you know, her eventual fiance is low key like the second male lead, but he wins. So I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting to me that they would make such a likable, perfect love interest up front and then be like, but it's not him, though. Yeah. Really, really interesting. Yeah. Just helps to subvert our expectation. Yes, yes. Okay, so I have two more floats your boat. 
One of my remaining floats your boat is when the maid shows kindness to Mio the night before she leaves and she gives her a parting gift of food for her travels. Oh, I thought yeah. that that was nice. Yeah, she extended some kindnesses. I wasn't entirely sure if I should include that she warns her about Kudo or not. I guess it would be better for her to be prepared than mm. not. Yeah. Even if they are like rumors, but you know, she was doing it to look out for her, so it was coming from a good place. Yeah, yeah. I also agree that it was coming from a good place because they keep her in the dark so much mm -hmm. that it's like this is really all that Mio has to go off of when it comes to her new fiance. So at least she knows something, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have one more floats your boat. Do you have any oh, left? Yeah, I have one. My last one is, um, this is just a general observation, but I said, you know, even though we don't know the type of person that Kudo is at this point, I'm glad that Mio is marrying out of the house. Yes. So she yeah. doesn't have to continue to be treated as badly as she was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. My last Flitzer boat's kind of a joke, but you know, I'm really glad that if she's going to be arranged into a marriage that she thinks he's hot, you know? You deserve yeah. that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he has nice eyes. He does. He does. But that's it for Flitzer your boat. I actually don't have any banana split somehow. Do you have any banana split? Yeah, I have 3. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, so the first one I have is why is Mio being treated like a servant when they have servants? Oh, where did I put that? Maybe you put that in like ice cream, you scream or hot fudge. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. I was mad about that. Yeah, because I, I was just like low-key. This was in the very beginning before I actually got angry, angry. But then I was just like, mm. why? Because for me, it's just like I don't get it. Like, okay, you don't like her. Okay. But she's still his blood daughter. Yes. And you have other people that come and see that. I think their level of malice, that's why it's, I was confused by it. Their level of malice doesn't make sense to me if she's also a legitimate daughter. Okay, yeah, that I can definitely understand thinking of it in that way, why it would be in Banana Split. Because I was confused the entire time about it too. I think I wrote something about it in one of the other episodes it's just so confusing to me yeah. that there's so much hatred it really doesn't make sense because it's like okay you cannot like her or whatever and not give her the same amount of things but why are you treating her like a servant if you knew that you were going to end up marrying her to another family it doesn't make sense to me really like yeah 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 totally agree um, the next thing that I have is um, I think that Kaya is illegitimate because she doesn't look dick like Shinichi. Oh, my God. I hope we find that uh, the way that house would crumble. But no, wait, wait. Is she? Because she has the power. Isn't it his bloodline? Well, I mean... I guess, but like, who knows? Because like, we, we learned in the summary that the mom was the hoe. So if her mom, if Kanako is Kaya's mom, was a mistress, who's to say that Shinichi is the only person she was sleeping with? Because hmm. why does she have blonde hair? That's a great question. Like, neither of them, like, the recessive gene, even if you have a recessive gene, who in the family had blonde hair for her to have blonde hair? 
Right. And also, like, we're finding out that there's more people with powers. It's not just her family has supernatural powers, like the Saimori's. Like, there's yeah. other people with them. So, oh, I hope you're on to something. Me too. Because I haven't read the manga either. The manga or the um, light novels. So I really don't know. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, And the last banana split that I have is why would Kaya want a man that wanted her sister? I don't know if she even does. Like, I don't even know if she sees it as romance. She might just see it as another way to put her sister down. So I'm going to take your man, you know? I hate it. I hate her. (laughs) Right. Like, me too. Like, I definitely hate her. I feel like all of my ammunition is really towards her in Hot Fudge. But... For me, it just, I know that she sees it as another way to get back at her sister, but like, he didn't like you. So what is, I I can't see myself hating somebody to the point that I would spend the rest of my life with somebody that liked my sister, because that would mess with my head. Yeah, wouldn't you much rather be with somebody that one, you love, and two, that actually loves you? Right. Right. Versus I'm getting back at my sister and she's not going to be in the house. So what's the point? Like, that didn't really make sense to me. Honestly, the way that I think about it, or you know what, Gianna, maybe she's getting back at both of them because Koji likes Mio and Kaya knows it. And Mm -hmm. Koji wanted to get Mio out of the house or whatever. Right. And so with this, it's like she chose Koji. To get back at her sister, but she also chose Koji to emasculate him. That's, I think that's the right word. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that too. Because he has to give up his family name to become the head of her family name. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of just fucked up. Like, I just, it's a lot. Like. Yeah, for sure. And like, just because she can see the weird shit thing. I don't know how that makes her special because her being able to see it, like, okay, does she have legitimate power aside from being able to see these things? Right. Yeah. But that's the last thing I had for Banana Split. Okay, let's move into Rocky Road. I'll kick it off. So my first Rocky Road could really almost live in Ice Cream You Scream, but it's more so because of the thoughts that Mio has and just like the sadness in her voice when she's thinking these things. It's when... Kaya is chosen as Koji's bride and not Mio when it's obvious that they want to be with each other. She's thinking to herself, why do I yearn to be accepted as one of them? I just want peace. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a heartbreaking scene to see the way he's like trying to both look at her but not look at her. And she's just following orders because it's just yet another horrible thing done to her that she has to accept. And yet she still yearns for their acceptance anyway despite knowing it's not worth it to spend the time yearning because she'll never get it but yet she still wants it and it's just so sad it really just sucks yeah i feel like mio's situation is all throughout like my rocky road like i had four of them but i think the first thing i have is the very first scene that we see where she's under the cherry blossom tree and it looks like it's her younger self just crying Mm. and I was just like 
Oh, she's watching her inner child cry. Oh my gosh. I was just like, can't you hug her? Like, (laughs) I know Mm -hmm. it's you. I know you're like looking at her, but can't you just hug yourself? Because somebody needs to hug you. Like, I was like really torn up about that. Yeah. Yeah. That was really the only thing I like took note of. There was like that backstory montage they showed that was really emotional. Mm -hmm. That, you know, I put that in Rocky Road as well. Yeah, me too, when they threw out her mom's mementos. Yeah, that's like hot fudge as well, but like dual like Rocky Road slash hot fudge that they like quote unquote threw out all her mementos like long ago or something. God. Yeah, because of the fact that she literally kept out of the way and did everything that they wanted. It didn't like they're being cruel for no reason. Yes. Yeah, so it's just them doing that. And then I think, why did I even put that? I lied. I said four Rocky Road, but it's really three. The last one I have is just seeing baby Mio and her mom when her mom was like still around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, she. it's, it's so sad because she did love her mom. Like, yeah, it's very clear she did. Yeah, that's all I got. So with that, it's hot fudge time. Woohoo! <laughs> we have made it to hot fudge time. Um, I have a couple, so I'll kick it off. Okay. The first thing I wrote is when Kanako, the stepmother, says to Shinichi, the father, you're the one who made that woman give birth to her. And then he's like, that past is dead and gone, so let's leave it in the past. And that's when I wrote, like, that Mio seems to be a servant. Mm -hmm. Just, like, the tone they use to talk about this young woman is terrible. Like, that's a person. That's a child you were supposed to raise. And you just, like, cast her aside like she's garbage. I think what's crazy to me is that, like, Kaya's mom was the whore to begin with and the way that they talk about Mio's mom you would have thought that she had been the official wife the whole time but that's not what it was and so I think for Mm -hmm. her to be so nasty when like clearly they they didn't coexist because I doubt that Kaya's mom was living in the same air like the same house as Mio's mom was but like I'm sure Mio's mom was aware that her husband was going out and sleeping with somebody else and For them to be able to coexist when Mio's mom was still alive and then when she's gone, it's like, oh, I'm going to shit all over her. That's not her fault. You were the interloper here. And you're being so nasty for for what? Like the level of hostility, even if you dislike her, it just doesn't make sense to me because if anything, the person you should be punishing is the husband. You decided to marry him, getting mad at the woman who is dead and her child does nothing for you. Yeah, that's actually like I wrote that out separately as a different hot fudge point that all Mio's mother did was pass away. Like, she seemed like a really nice, wonderful woman and mother. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, we're going to be unnecessarily cruel to this child. It's unfathomable. It just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't I don't get it. And on top of it, I'll also bring in Mio's dad because that was the next hot fudge thing that I had. I don't know why he is allowing... Kaya's mom and Kaya to be so nasty to her like yes she doesn't have spiritual abilities but that doesn't mean that you should be mistreating your own flesh and blood like that's still your daughter and like I think 
on top of it, because of the fact that she had to get married officially, like everybody's going to know that you treated her like trash and she was an official child. So what? Like, why would you, you know, she has to eventually go out and be married to somebody else. Why would you allow people to know that you would treat your own child that way? Even if you don't love her, just the idea of public perception, why would you allow that? Right, right. It just, it really doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I guess I technically have one more hot fudge. I I didn't really flesh it out, I think, the way I should have, but I couldn't help but think about... I I wrote, first of all, fuck all the adults in this, like everybody's family, you know, uh, Koji's dad as well. I just feel like, I don't know if it's just like arranged marriages just seem to be part of this universe or whatever, but the hostility they have and just making people obey against their wishes and dreams and who they actually love. It just feels like perpetuating a cycle of abuse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, will Koji be hardened by this? And then when he's his father's age, make his son go through it because he had to go through it, you know, unnecessarily. It's like all of this pain could be avoided if we just let people live the lives they want to. Right, yeah. It's just terrible, really, to see, like... Mm Y'all, they're trying to create some superpower baby or whatever. And it's like, I know that that matters to some people, but I'm also of the opinion that's like, who gives a fuck? You know, like, I don't know. Right. Like right now we see that people have powers and they can use them for either protection or malintent. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we don't really know what the stakes are for that and like how prevalent, (laughs) I guess, it's supposed to be in this universe. So maybe like we'll have more of an understanding as to why later. But right now it just kind of seems like, okay, so, you know. Right, right. Yeah. The last hot fudge point that I have is why didn't the kudos send somebody to pick Mio's ass up? Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought that like a car was going to come get her or someone was going to escort her on the train or he himself was going to show up at the door. But they gave her a map and was like, okay, find yourself there at the place in the middle of the forest. (laughs) Right. So Mia, who's never really been outside of her house her entire life, becomes Dora the Explorer. Like, are you kidding me? Right. (laughs) Oh, my God. Shit. She doesn't even have a helpful backpack. (laughs) there's no cute animal sidekick to steer her through the woods nobody she's just figuring this shit out on her own oh my god yeah irritated the shit out of me it's like if you don't go and pick her ass up you the one that want to get married damn and like a paper map i get lost using google maps i cannot imagine it just remind it reminded me of when um Everybody just started using computers and like my dad used to draw <gasps> <Map> out quest. <laughs> Yes, a map quest, right? But then my dad used to draw out directions. Like he would physically draw <laughs> Oh <laughs> That's so, so cute. So he would just be like this and so and because I'm like cha- well, I wouldn't say I'm challenge challenge, but like I'm able oh. to take maps. I can understand them. If um he points out like landmarks, mm-hmm. so it's like here is a IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great! Yeah, yeah. So that just reminded me of that. But yeah, I, I, that pissed me off. I'm like, bitch, if <laughs> don't go go get her, like damn. But yeah, yeah. Do you have any more hot fudge? Nope, that was it. <laughs> 
Okay, let's get into ice cream, you scream. I only have two. I have two, too. Oh, okay. Uh, my first one is Kaya making fun of Mio for having soot on her face when she's working as a servant. That's just like, I don't know. Fuck Kaya. I'm over her. Like, my God. Yeah, that's what I had. Well, I didn't have that. I had her throwing the tea on Mio. Oh my god, I should have wrote that too, but yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was just like, bitch, if you don't go get another servant, especially when I found out that they had servants for real, I was like, if you don't go get our other servant to go make this dumbass tea, like, god damn, like, she is just so nasty for no reason. Yeah, if they weren't arranging a marriage for her, I don't think she would find anybody who actually wanted her. Right, because who would want to be with a literal spoiled brat? Like, nobody. Yep, honestly. Yeah. My other ice cream, ice cream is that the maid delivers Mio, her father's quote unquote parting gift, I guess, of a kimono instead of him doing it himself because he's so fucking cold and heartless and terrible. He can't even like give his daughter his own gift to her. Mm-hmm. Just ugly. Just an ugly man. All of them are ugly for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, they're all ugly. It just pissed me off. (laughs) No, I know. Like, when you're this cruel of a person, like, we can call you ugly because you are, even if we don't mean it, like, physically, but you are physically ugly, too. (laughs) Yeah, like, all of them. Your spirit is ugly, just everything. Yes. This kind of leads me to my last point. I know that people will disagree, but Kudo's hair is ugly to me, too. I'm sorry. Like, why you have that thin-ass ponytail? For what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like rat tail. It, at first, that's the first thought I had. I was like, it reminds me of a rat tail. The next thought I had was that he needed bundles, okay? He needed some weave because what? what is the point of having long hair if it's skinny like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean... It is very thin now that I'm thinking about it. I hope we get to see it, like, down. Maybe that'll help his case. I don't know. It just looks ugly. I'm just like, if you don't go and cut that shit, like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because when you see him from the side profile and it's not the side with the ponytail on it, it looks really good at that length. Right. It's so skinny. Like, what is the altogether point? Like, I don't understand... And I mean, I'm sorry if I offended anybody of the fine hair representation committee. I'm just saying, (laughs) like, it could have been a little thicker. That's all I got. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So moving into episode two about my husband to be. Here is our soft serve summary brought to us by Wikipedia. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that her name, the servant's name is Yurie. Oh, it's Yurie? Mm-hmm. Oh, I only heard her say, I must have, like, misheard her say Yuri. Okay. Yurie assures Mio the rumors of Kudo's cruelty have been exaggerated. Mio dreams of the day her father confirmed she lacked the Saimori spirit sight and started neglecting her. Mio prepares breakfast only for Kudo to callously assume she was sent to poison him. Kudo leaves to train his supernaturally gifted soldiers to kill demons called grotesqueries, though grotesqueries are so rare they have not fought one in years. Meanwhile, Koji moves into the Saimori home and sees the tiny room Mio used to sleep in. Back at the Kudo estate, Kudo notices Mio's habit of apologizing for everything. 
Feeling guilty, he asks her to cook breakfast in the morning. Mio dreams of her father allowing Kanako to abuse her. Kudo praises her cooking and is perplexed when it makes her cry. Bemused by her behavior, he decides to have the Saimori family investigated. Later, Koji's dad is furious to find out Mio is now engaged to Kudo, having previously agreed that Koji would marry Kaya only if Mio was allowed to marry his eldest son, Kazushi, since her maternal relation to the Usuba family makes her very valuable as a wife even without her spiritual powers. And that is our soft serve summary. Chika, do you have a theme for this episode? Uh, my theme is just because you can doesn't mean you should. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And I feel like that was just in line with how Mio was being treated by other people. And it's just kind of like, just because you can abuse Mio or be mean to Mio doesn't mean that you should be mean to her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. My theme is maybe a little kindness goes a long way. Mm. Just like compliments, appreciation, and that reminding someone of our thanks or that they're doing well at something may seem like a small thing, but it could actually make a huge difference to them. Yeah. You don't know how badly someone might need to hear that. So if you think it, you should communicate it. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. So do you have any sprinkles on top? No. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> Moving into Floats Your Boat. Do you want to kick it off? Sure. I said that Yurie is so sweet to Mio. Oh my gosh, I have that too. I love Yurie so much. Yeah, she's just so cute and nice and encouraging. Mm -hmm. It's like exactly what Mio needs. Exactly, exactly. I wrote that almost word for word. I put Mio needs this kindness so badly. I'm so glad to see her getting it. Like specifically when Mio's cooking breakfast and she's like, I'm so sorry. It was so selfish of me to dirty the room. And Yuri is like, no, you're, you're doing me a favor. This all looks so amazing. You know, whatever, you know, whatever she said, she said that she really appreciated it. And I just loved seeing Mio get that kindness she's been yearning for. Yeah, me too. My next floats your boat you're gonna have to wait till the end to see why it's floats your boat because <laughs> um, it sounds weird at first. So it's weirdly floats your boat that Mio's and Kudo's dynamic is extremely uncomfortable right now. She's heard all of these rumors and she's afraid that she's going to get kicked out. So she's overthinking everything. And Kudo seems to be like bad at communicating. He has a hard exterior. Maybe he's been like misunderstood by people. They don't know anything about each other, but they're supposed to be married. And it's just like really like weird vibes. Like you don't really know. Like, is he this bad person? Like, and I just... I just actually really liked how uncomfortable I felt watching this. It just seems like really well-executed writing to me. Mm -hmm. One of the uh, floats your boat that I have in relation to that is that Mio's saving grace is that Kudo is misunderstood by people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, he's a, a bit of an asshole, but he's not that mm -hmm. bad. And because he's not that bad, it's to her benefit. Right. And I'm also wondering, I just had this thought right now, I wonder if he kind of decides to come off as an asshole at first because the last three women 
who he was engaged to were only doing it to benefit from him. So maybe he's just like cold, just assuming that she's another, which isn't the way to be. Right. But it might be like the, like where it's coming from. Right, right. Yeah. Like that added context of he's being a dick because he wants to see if she's just there for power. But like, that's not actually how Mio is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My last float your boat is Yurie helping Mio cook breakfast for Kudo. Mm. I thought it was sweet that she helped her out because Mio said that she wasn't feeling super confident about it. And it was just sweet to see them bonding and cooking together. Yeah, you know, in addition to that, I my float your boat was Kudo complimenting her. I put that in Rocky Road. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know why, because like I, I put that in... I put it in Rocky Road as well, but I was like, okay, what Kudo said is in Floats Your Boat. Mio's response is in Rocky Road. So. Yeah, fair. Very fair. Yeah. Do you have any more Floats Your Boat? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mom, the last one that I had is Kudo um, deciding to investigate Mio's family and stuff. Yes, definitely. I thought I wrote that. I guess I didn't, um, but I highly agree. Yeah, because I feel like... That's also something that adds to the way that he is because technically they married Mio to him because they don't give a shit about her. And like usually he breaks off engagements or the girls break off engagements. And so it's like sort of a tie for power. But since they don't treat Mio that well and it's not fully like established, then he's able to separate her from her family and see like, oh, the Saimoris are the issue. So I'm glad that he's looking into them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to get into Banana Split? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know where else to put this <laughs> except for Banana Split because I feel like it could go in a bunch of different directions. I'm like, let me just put it in Banana Split. Afraid to get kicked out, Mio apologizes profusely about making breakfast and Kudo says he wasn't actually suspicious of her. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude, can, can we just like find a real way to communicate to this woman, please? Right. She's fragile. Right. And like, honestly, because he, at one point in the episode, he <clears throat> tells her to stop constantly apologizing. And I put in Banana Split that constantly apologizing is a trauma response. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like him telling her, don't apologize as much as like, you should look at the root of the problem. Right. Which he, he eventually is, did. Yeah, he is now. But yeah. Yeah. My next banana split is the way Kudo, and I guess my last banana split, the way Kudo phrases that he expects breakfast from Mio the following day I think that he could have phrased that better. I appreciated that he said he was sorry he didn't accept it that morning, but I wish he had maybe said it in a kinder way that he would, like, be happy to accept breakfast tomorrow from her if she wanted to make it or something. I don't know. <laughs> Man, I put that in Ice Cream, You Scream. I said that that was okay. a, I said Fair. it was a backhanded apology turned mm. request um yeah from him because it's just like okay if you're sorry then just apologize but then mm -hmm. to be like yeah i'm sorry that i said that 
but you should just go and cook for me tomorrow. Like, what the fuck? Like, bro, firmly apologize because he could have been like, I'm sorry for offending you by saying that I thought the food you made for me was poisoned. I was being irrational in that moment. I hope that you'll be open to making me breakfast tomorrow so that I can try your cooking. Right. Something like that would have been a billion times better than I expect breakfast tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, because Yuri is going to be late. So yeah, which actually reminds me, I think that she's just not used to eating with people. Right. Or probably not even eating that much. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes after you like spend so long cooking all the food, by the time you sit down to eat it, it's like, do I even want this? Right. Or then even they make a certain amount of food and then they're just like, they don't expect her to give herself like full portions, which is why she's very skinny. Yeah. God, I hate their fucking family. I, My God. I really hate them. Like, I swear, <laughs> I I had so much heat, like, when I was watching <laughs> the episodes. I was just like, you know what? If I was ever going to be violent, it would have been <laughs> right now. Like... Honestly, same. Like, isekai me into my happy marriage. I'll show fucking Kanako what's up. <laughs> Kanako and Kaya, because, like, y'all cannot stop yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah and this is banana split we're not even a half hunch yet um we're not, yeah i think i have two uh, last ones for okay i'm done so you go ahead okay so the two last ones i have it's both about kudo one when he decides to heat up the bath i was like that's the least you can do is heat up her bath yeah. and then the last one is i said that kudo is seems emotionally stunted because of the fact that he had to rely on Yurie to realize that what he did was bad. Okay. He doesn't seem like he has a lot of emotional intelligence. But yeah. hopefully... Um, it gets better. I mean, but... Yeah. yeah. Like, we see in episode three, he's learning or at least trying. So hopefully it's continuing to go on the up. Yes, I hope it does. Because honestly, the very first episode and then part of this episode i was just like he's mean because his dick is little like that's why his dick is little and his ponytail is small because he can't (laughs) like because he's an asshole like that's why they did that (laughs) but it gets better yeah yeah okay are we good to move into rocky road yeah okay my first rocky road is just that mio has dreams replaying her trauma it's such a shame that she has to relive that at night and she can't actually get rest yeah the fact she's not even at home and she's still Mm -hmm. having nightmares about it makes me sad for her yeah yeah i mean there's nothing quite when (laughs) uh, i guess i'll just not overshare but i'll share a little bit i had a job but i was mistreated like really bad i was like verbally abused on the daily at this job and i worked there for a year and like even to this day i can't remember how recently every now and then i'll have a dream that i'm working for that boss again Mm. just like waiting to like be told how stupid i am it's it's horrible like that stuff just stays with you so it's just it's a shame to see her going through this Yeah, yeah. I mean, I fully understand that. Like, job PTSD is a very real thing. Yeah. It's awful. Mm -hmm. I just hate that she has to go through that. I think another thing that I put down, it's just linked to one of her flashbacks or her dreams, I guess, is when Kanako took her Mio's mom's mementos away from her. Yes. 
Oh my god. Yeah, I actually put that in in hot fudge because I was just so fucking mad about it. But I it's it's also incredibly sad. So it's kind of both sections for me. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same, but I was kind of I was just focusing more on like baby Mio realizing her mom's stuff is gone. You see in her tiny room that she tore everything apart just to like find yeah. it. And so at that point, she's talking to the servant person. She's just like, I'm just going to go and talk to her. And then if anything happens, I'll go tell my dad. Because at that point, she still expected her dad to do something. Mm. And like to punish her, she accused Kanako of taking her mother's things. And then Kanako was like, how dare you accuse me? Only for Kanako to then admit that she did do it. So, oh, God. Like, why are you punishing her? Because you did do it. Why are you locking her into a room that's entirely dark? What? she? All she did was be born. Truly, all she did was exist. And then she's made to believe that she has to apologize merely for existing. And also, like, my other Rocky Road was that she thinks she's useless for not having these abilities. She's made to feel useless and, like, a waste of space and that she shouldn't exist and it's horrible. And then, oh, oh and then Kanako, on top of it, Kanako steps on her mom's brush, which was the only oh my God. thing that she... I'm just... I, what is wrong with you? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, she's an evil woman. Entirely, like, too evil. It just made me so sad, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My last Rocky Road was just Mio's response to being complimented. And she's just like, Same. how long has it been since someone complimented me? And she's crying tears of joy. It's just so nice to see her getting what she finally deserves. Like, she's so shocked by it. Like, she didn't even realize she was crying. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> this poor girl. Like, I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah, she went through so much that she didn't have to. Just absolutely didn't have to. She was kind, supportive, there for people just the entire time. Like, Yep, and she followed every order without a second look or thought or a word. Yeah, but that's, that's all I got. That's all my rocky road. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into hot fudge. <laughs> let's go. So the first thing I have is actually what Kudo says to Mio when they meet. He says, while under my roof, you will obey me no matter what. There will be no discussion. And oh my God, if that's not terrifying after what she just left at the Saimori house. I, I was just worried. I was worried off the bat. I'm like, based off the title, I'm hoping this is a front and we're learning it probably was. But in the moment, it was definitely hot fudge. Well, I mean, I don't know why I put that in ice cream, use cream. I literally put, I put in the wrong space because I said, Kudo said, if I tell you to die, then die. So then I am just like, well, if I tell you your dick is little, then what, bitch? Then what, bitch? <laughs> then why what? would you do <laughs> oh my so, god i was so irritated i swear to god because it's like oh, if i tell you to die then die first of all you don't even have enough hair to be talking to me like that <laughs> okay oh, i wonder if he could even braid it right like ugh, I, I, you know it'll be skinny <laughs> too just skinny and ugly looking like i swear and it's like this gray color i feel very bad for the people who do have that color naturally like not oh, i thought it was blonde it's not blonde is it 
It looked great. It reminds me of like, you know, the people that have like, it's supposed to be brown hair, but it really looks more gray than it looks brown. Oh, like ashy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was getting. I didn't think it was blonde at all. I was just like, mm, that's unfortunate. Like, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was blonde, but I also usually wear blue light glasses at my keyboard. So that might give it a more yellowish tint. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I was just like, hmm, like that color. Okay. I mean, he's still good looking. It's just like, mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just a real nasty personality, yeah. I just have one hot fudge, actually. I said Koji's daddy is a bitch because mm. how are you trying to tell Mio's dad who Mio should marry when he knew that Koji wanted her? Right. And so you could have had her if you let her marry Koji, but you wanted to emasculate your other son. By having him take over the Saimoris, which is stupid. And then saying, oh, well, Mio should marry the eldest son. And so for me, I'm just like, I wish that Kaya had heard that. If Kaya heard that, I think she would have said, oh, I should marry the eldest, whatever his name, Tatsuishi, the eldest uh, boy versus Koji. And honestly, it makes it even more fucked up because the dad knew that Koji wanted to be with Mio and he told Mm -hmm. him like oh well she's gonna get out of the house and he meant it to be like she's gonna get out of the house to our house but she's not gonna be married to you which is like what the fuck is that what is that right it's so backwards it doesn't make any sense at all I'm glad that she I mean even though I did say that Kudo had a small dick for being mean today or not today in this episode like I'm glad that she married out of the house because she doesn't need to be married in that family because Kaya would have still tormented her because she literally has nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. My last hot fudge is it's a flashback when her and Kaya were children Mm. and Kaya's with the stepmom and the mom and she's like, I like saw spirits and like a, a shikigami and and I just like so amazing and Kanako is like holding her and she's hard side eyeing Mio across the yard she's like well you're our child you're nothing like that other silly child and I the flames ignited within me like I just fucking hate this woman <laughs> she's a loose lip bitch and I mean that with both lips both sets yes. of them. I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, Quite. I hate her. Like, you're just nasty for no reason. I swear, if I was Mio, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. if I was Mio and I c- came across her in the street and, like, Kudo was beside her, I swear to God I would have called Kanako a whore. I'm like, if you don't get this whore out of my face, husband, get her away from me. Like, I would have said something like that mm-hmm. because yeah, that is just too much hatred. Like, who are you mad at? Like, really? That's all I had, though, for hot fudge. Okay, so we can move into ice cream, you scream. I just have one. Okay. So it's about Kudo assuming that Mio poisoned the food. Before she could even formulate a response, she I mean, I can imagine she was incredibly shocked by him saying, like, you probably poisoned it. (laughs) 
Before she could even process what was happening or formulate a response of some kind, he demands Uriah to throw it out and that he, like, won't be poisoned so easily. That's, like, low-key nuts. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But, like, my, I think my jaw fell open for that entire scene. Right. Like, why would she be bold to poison you? First off, you're, he's telling her to try my food. And it's like, why would she try it? Like, why would she do that? Like, she's not used to that. Right. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Mm -mm. Yeah. The last ice cream you scream I had, because I feel like I've said, I've said most of my ice cream you screams. <laughs> um, but the last one that I had is about Mio's dad, Shinichi, like trying to test their spirit abilities. I think him horrifying children to find out their abilities is nuts to me. Yeah, that is wild. Is that the only way? There's got to be another way. Right. If it's spirit sight, I guess you'd have to, like, reveal some kind of spirit, but I don't know. Did it have to be like that? <laughs> right. Like, I feel like there should have been, shouldn't there have been more tests, not just the one test? I mean, oh no, not me comparing to a shonen. I don't know if I should, but, like, it's giving being a late bloomer with your quirk, a la My Hero Academia, you know? <laughs> For real. Yeah. Also, like, I had one nuts point and it was just that because I truly I read I just put on episode one and I just knew it was like a shoujo about someone going and getting married and it was going to be about that I was not expecting supernatural abilities to show up in this anime but I'm pleased <laughs> right it's like random supernatural abilities and then them also randomly dressing in western style it was just kind of like uh okay yeah yeah is that everything mm-hmm Okay, so let's move into episode three, our first date. Kudo invites Mio on their first date. Mio has no idea what to do and simply tries to not be a bother. At the Saimori residence, Koji's dad is still furious to have lost Mio's Usuba bloodline for his eldest son's future, but is assured by Shinichi that once Kudo rejects Mio, Kazushi can have her. Kaya is frustrated to overhear them still discussing Mio, especially as she suspects Koji's feelings for Mio. Meanwhile, remembering Yurie told him about Mio mending her own clothes, Kudo secretly commissions a kimono. Mio decides to hide her lack of spiritual gift in case Kudo abandons her. Kudo later gifts her a comb, despite Yurie's claim of a comb being a definite sign that he is making a proposal to her. The next day, an informant, Awashi Mizu, shows Kudo the details of the investigation into the Saimori family. While disgusted by the blatant evidence of their abuse towards Mio, Kudo also learns of her lack of spiritual powers and relation to the Usuba family, who has an ability to manipulate people's minds. As he is about to return to Mio, he destroys several Shikigami, furiously discover someone was spying on him. And that is episode three. Chica, do you have a theme idea? Yeah, my theme is kind of a quote from the shopkeeper. She says that Mio is like a gemstone in the rough. Oh, that's cute. That's a cute theme. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. My theme, I wasn't quite sure what to put, but I said, beautiful things can happen if you let your guard down. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have any sprinkles on top? Yes, I have two. Okay, I have one as well. I said that 
Mio is surrounded by cherry blossoms in Kudo's imagination. And that kind of harkens back to the very first episode where Mio is talking about her heart being surrounded by her broken heart being surrounded by cherry blossoms. So mm-hmm. I thought it was nice to see that even in his imagination, she's surrounded by cherry blossoms. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like to see that too. Yeah. The last sprinkle on top I have is the proposal comb. Ooh. Because I was just like, oh, look, he just had to accept her cooking and see that she was a nice girl (laughs) to be like, you know what? You are the person I should marry. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be honest. It's a if that's actually a proposal comb, I'm definitely split on that. But yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. because it's like a sprinkle because it's like, oh, well, it's supposed to mean this, even though he didn't Mm -hmm. really think of it that way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My one sprinkle on top is when Mio is drinking her tea. She looks down and there's one little tea stalk sticking straight up, signifying good luck is coming her way. Ooh, nice. Thank you. Thank you. I forget what other anime we watched that had that in it, but I remember it coming up before and I like I like seeing that. I hope that it does. Oh, it might have been Oron. But yeah, I do hope that good luck is coming Mio's way. Yeah, me too. So let's get into Floats Your Boat. I actually have a good bit of Floats Your Boat. Would you like to kick it off? Sure, yeah. I said I liked that Kudo was making a point to be nicer to Mio. Yes, definitely. It's nice to see him kind of tearing away that tough exterior he put on. Yeah, because she doesn't deserve it, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, My first floats your boat is just that Kudo invites her out with him. And when she tries to say no, that she'd be a nuisance, she has no reason to even go into town. He insists that she wouldn't be a nuisance and that she doesn't need a reason to go into town. It's something they can just go and do. And I love that. And he's just like so gentle with her throughout the episode too. Yeah. I think even the way that she responds, this could have been a rocky road, but I don't have rocky road. I think the responses that she had towards him inviting her out was just what she heard herself from her family, like when Mm -hmm. they would go out and not take her with them. And so to have him like deny that and just be like, we don't need to have a reason to go out. You should just go out was really, really sweet. Yeah. 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 She looks so pretty with her makeup done. Yes. Oh, my gosh. He was speechless when he saw her. Yes, okay, like, his ponytail was in a frizzle. <laughs> Not for real, but, like, internally in a frizzle <laughs> because yeah, how pretty yeah. she was. I also thought it was just so sweet the way Yurie helped her get ready. It was such a, like, girly girl moment. Yes, and I thought it was really nice that, like, they just had makeup just ready, you know? Like, And I wondered if their house had makeup or if Yurie herself just brought makeup from where she was living to just be like, I'm going to go do her up. Yeah, you know? I will say I was trying not to put too much thought into where the makeup came from. I, I hope it's just... From Yurie. Like, could you imagine if it was just like something they had because like these girls ran out <laughs> on on kudo <laughs> right like i was just like i didn't want to think that way so i was like um hmm. a brought it she just had it she's just yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah if they just like someone left it behind or like what if like i don't know it was bought for them and they left it there i don't know i don't know but <laughs> let's just say that Yuri a had it and brought it for me yeah yeah Oh, I like the head pats. 
He did a head oh, pad. Oh, yes. You're, you're, you're a fan of the head pads. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love head pads. I was just like, oh, yes. Yeah. So when they are downtown, I like that Kudel first asks Mio if there's anything she needs or that she wants in town before then asking her to join him for some errands. And it was nice that he put thought into seeing, like, what does she want to do first before I do what I have to do? That was just really courteous. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of, like, walking around, looking around, seeming to, like, kind of get lost in, like, oh, like, I'm downtown. And she's, like, kind of spacing out. And she's I feel so, like, low-key Rocky Road, she feels the need to apologize for simply having fun, but he's reassuring her that she can enjoy to her heart's content. She's not being a nuisance. I just love this, like, caring reassurance that he's giving her because he's seen how she's been so overly apologetic. Yeah, and, like, I also like that now that he's being more courteous to her, like, I think before they even went shopping right i think he asked yurie if he should ask mio about how she was treated in her house and then yurie was like don't ask her that and like he stuck to it yeah i like the fact that he got advice on that to make sure that he didn't make mio uncomfortable Mm -hmm. oh this is where i wrote that i was happy about kudo's suspicions in the saimori family and that he was investigating them so i did write it down somewhere yes um, yes i put that down too i was like the math is math i literally did put yes. <laughs> like the math is mathing for kudo to see she's mistreated absolutely yeah my next floats your boat is that he is up front with her that they will possibly be married someday and that they should be honest about what's on their minds that's so clear that's so mature i loved it me too i had that as well for them to be fully honest with each other i think that that would go a long way in helping to build their trust so it's just nice that he's actively working on it and he wants mio to work on it too yeah yeah do you have any more floats your boat i just have one more Oh, I, t- I guess I have four. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, One of the things I had was I liked that Koji was trying to save the servants from Kaya. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I should have written that down. Yeah, because he was like, uh, let's just go to the department store because she was just being nasty to the servant for no reason. Like, what? <laughs> Like her marriage had to be arranged. You're right. Her marriage had to be arranged because she's <laughs> such a nasty person. Like, right? Like she's terrible. Like I don't know how you could be around her for more than two seconds. She walks onto the screen, and I'm like, oh my god, go away. Yeah. And then I also have. I think Mio thinks to herself that she wants to stay by Kudo's side. Oh, yeah. Which also harkens to the opening theme because the opening theme of, of of the anime is I want to be by your side. So it's like, oh, right. Right. So yeah. I was just like, okay, yes, tie in. Let's go. <laughs> and then I have two more. So I guess one is that Yuri is so happy that Kudo is choosing Mio. Like we get to see her being really ecstatic about it towards the end of the mm-hmm. episode and encouraging and stuff. Yeah, that was really, really sweet to see. I just love Yuri so much. Me She's too. just the kind of mother figure that Mio really needs, even if it's not really like a motherly connection. Mm-hmm. I just feel like she gives that energy to her. Yeah. 
Honestly, I think if um, I know that Kanako is nasty because she's a nasty person, but like when she came into the house, I think honestly Mia would have accepted her if she'd just been a little nice. Mm-hmm. But either way, I'm just glad that Yurie is that girl, I guess, for Mio. Like, yeah. Yeah. The last floater boat that I have is just that after Kudo gives her the comb and she's talking to him about it, he sees her smiling. Um, yeah. Because- I, I actually put that in Rocky Road, but oh, I sorry. firmly agree. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. No, he was like, because he asked during their date, because he takes her to go have sweets and she didn't really like it. And he is like, you're lying and that's when he asked her to be honest but then he also was just like i want to see what your genuine smile would look like and so for him to give her that and he sees it and he's mesmerized like yeah it was just so cute and she's just like i'll cherish it for the rest of my life and you know that she means it oh my gosh yeah that was such a sweet moment the last thing that i have in floats your boat i'm looking at it and i do realize it could like also live in rocky road but the reason why it's in floats your boat is because i'm looking at kudo and how he's handling the situation he's becoming so caring and understanding and he's like seemingly becoming protective of mio as well Mm -hmm. because when he learns about her past through the investigation he thinks to himself a few gifts and new kimonos won't heal this these scars are too deep and like that's definitely like rocky road but i just love that he's able to understand that yeah and he's not just gonna be like well i'm gonna keep just like giving her stuff to make her feel good and that'll that'll solve it right i love that he's like no i'm I'm gonna have to like truly be here for her yeah i feel like it's just the perfect turnaround because like the first two episodes i was really just like he's not shit but now i was just like i am team kudo now like okay yes. oh i am team kudo i will wave that flag yeah yeah <laughs> All right, want to move into Banana Split? Yeah. Okay, I just have one. Same, same, actually. Okay, do you want to go? I wonder if it's the same. It might be the same. I just put Mio's mother's family, the Yusuba superpower. Okay, that's not what I have, but I'm curious what you think. Yeah, so I don't know why, like, I know we're supposed to accept it. Maybe I'll accept it by, like, episode four, but, like... I don't know why the supernatural abilities is slightly jarring for me. And so then it's just like when you find out that Mio's mother's family have like this super intense power that's even stronger than um, Koji's family power and her dad's family power. It just makes it all the more questionable on why Mio was treated the way that she was. Because if we're going off of this based on Koji's dad's thinking or line of thought then if she even gives birth to somebody that has the bloodline and has the spirit whatever stuff then she is literally the strongest person like ever or her child will be the strongest person so i'm just confused by why they would allow her to be so heavily mistreated when her family power is the most coveted thing right it just further makes it so confusing why they would be so horrible to her yeah yeah but that's all i got okay um so my banana split is a lot lighter it's just 
why is his tailor up in his love life like this? <laughs> I just don't quite understand. She's like, hold on to that woman with everything you have. I'm like, didn't you exchange like a whole word with her? Like, how would you know that she's a gemstone in the rough when you've seen her for 0.2 seconds? Right. Because I was like, does he know her? Like... Did he grow up with that lady or something? Because right. she was That's all I can think. <laughs> she was doing a lot. Like, I mean, I like the gemstone comment, but still I was just like, yeah. okay, chill, girl. Like, damn. Like <laughs> Right. It was just really a lot all at once. Like, you've only just seen this woman. Like, I know it's like different, I guess, for him to bring a girl to the store, but I gotta tell you, if I show up to Giant with like a partner, the guys i see restocking the carts every week are gonna be like oh you brought someone huh you know right. it's not <laughs> it's not gonna be like that yeah honestly maybe it's like maybe he's just i don't know what the right word is like he's positioned himself to listen to older women um huh i don't know what the right word is but in any case, I think that he's just has a tendency to listen to older women or to trust older women because of like Urie. I don't know. I guess maybe he can just tell or his discernment is high enough that he could tell when somebody's trying to screw with him versus, oh, they're giving elderly advice and I should pay attention or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it was weird because it's just like, that's like, like you said, that's almost like somebody stocking the shelves being like, that's a good person you got over there. Like, okay. <laughs> right. So you've like not even like talked to do. So unless like they're a family friend or something, it's hard for it to feel like that was an okay interaction, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But that's all I've got. Same. Okay. Do we want to move into Rocky Road? Sure. I actually don't have any. Okay, I just have one left, and it's very quick. Okay. When Mio sees her reflection, she thinks that her nice kimono looks out of place on her. She can't even envision herself in nice clothes mm. and looking clean. It's just so sad. Yeah, I think her family just broke her so much, and yeah, it was altogether really unnecessary. Like, I just nobody is positively reinforcing her except for the head housekeeper but how kind can even the head housekeeper be because you remember in her memory there was the one servant that did speak up for Mio and you never see her again so I'm certain like after the servants like spoke up for Mio that she got fired it's really tough that like they broke her down to the point that when she looks in the mirror like she can't see anything but what they taught her to see yeah it's really heartbreaking mm -hmm. do we have any hot fudge i just have ice cream you scream actually okay and i just have one hot fudge and then i'm done oh, okay so mio's sad excuse for a fucking father yeah fuck that man. says he doesn't care if his eldest daughter mio is alive or dead it's none of his business. He just cast her out. She doesn't mean anything to him. I, we've been over it a billion times, but just like, fuck that man. He's so That's a horrible sick. thing to say. Right. Yeah. Right. I wish I was up in that world. Because that's one of the first ice cream you scream I had was, if I fight Koji and Mio's dead, am I wrong? 
because no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I swear to God, I would punch Mio's dad in the face, like getting like to the point because, you know, he wears glasses like I want the glass to penetrate your eyeballs, bitch, because you had been trying me. <laughs> like, Right. This is the one case where wearing glasses is not gonna help your help you with me right you know just like, like fuck you man for real that you know that's a call to action because gianna likes she <laughs> likes the men with the glasses i do so that means you gotta die like when <laughs> yeah if you if you have glasses and i can dislike you something's fucked up man yeah you gotta go like that's it <laughs> oh my god yeah just a terrible person like i don't care if she dies and he's all planning mm. for her to lose the engagement and shit like fuck you yeah he's like she'll be grateful when you scoop her up off the streets oh my god as if she would be on the fucking street you wish bitch yeah i also think this is not really ice cream you scream i guess this could have been banana split that those paper cranes that were following him the invisible paper cranes he set on fire the, i think the shikigami mm-hmm, the shikigami i think that was koji's dad Ooh, i think that yeah. yeah i think he was spying on them just to be like when did he leave her ass on the side so i can go get her that makes sense yeah just seems like the type like just nosy and ugly and yeah he does yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah i don't have any hot fudge i just have now i just have two ice cream you scream okay go ahead i don't have any ice cream you scream okay no i i lied i actually have one ice cream you scream because i said plotting on mio to lose kudo is dumb but that just goes Mm -hmm. back to what i said earlier um the last thing that i had because i didn't realize this until this episode was that kanako kaya's mother was the homewrecker in the situation because if we didn't read the summary you don't realize that kanako was the side bitch until the third episode because the way they play it out you would think it was the other way around and then in this episode exactly right but in this episode it's like they state it and it's just like what so it's like how are you gonna call somebody who rightfully married him the homewrecker when she was the one rightfully married to him like that doesn't make any sense no not at all Ooh, I, I swear like that was a very violent thought that i had but i think when i watched it i was just like i'd rip the titty off the bitch like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i wouldn't really do that guys i just like <laughs> just i don't know i like saw red like (laughs) but yeah that's all i got all right well that brings us to the end of episode 51 of shoujo sunday thank you guys so much for tuning in i hope your 2024 is off to an amazing start and thank you for starting off the second month of 2024 with us so Before we get into our outro spiel, we just want to give a big thank you to all of our patrons. So starting with our Sprinkles patrons, we have Akemi, Pete, and PJ. For our whipped cream patrons, we have Mary and Mark M. And for our hot fudge patrons, we have Mackenzie, Aaron, AJ, and Mark D. Thank you all so much for being our patrons. Thank you. So we are hoping 
to reach 100 five-star reviews on our Spotify by our anniversary. So if you're enjoying Shoujo Sunday, give us a five-star review here on Spotify. If you want to write us up a little review on Apple, that would mean so, so much to us. It'll bring more Shoujo fans to our community so we can share the love of Shoujo with more people. And if you would like to keep up with us during the week, you can follow us at Shoujo Sunday across all socials. That includes Blue Sky and threads. And if you would like to keep up with us individually, I am Gianna Luna. You can follow me at Gianna underscore Luna underscore across all socials on Blue Sky. That is just Gianna Luna with no underscores, and that is Gianna with one N. My single Twilight Champagne is streaming everywhere. How about you, Chica? Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter. I'm still private, but y'all, if you follow me, like, I'll follow back. Or at least let me know in our Discord and I'll follow you back if you're like one of our listeners. But still, you can follow me on IG, Twitter, Blue Sky, Threads, if I ever go back there, at Chica Supreme, and that's Chica with a K and not two Cs. All right, guys, we will see you back here next week for the next three episodes of My Happy Marriage. We will see you then. Yeah. Bye. Bye.